Welcome to another edition podcast with Beelins and Tennis. Today we have a real treat, a former player of mine, half of the greatest doubles team in Glenbrook North history. I think his partner still got one up on him. I think his partner has 129 career doubles wins and my guest here today has 128 wins, but we'll let that go. Miguel Perez is with us. Miguel, how are you doing, my man? I appreciate it. So just to kind of give the audience a little bit of background on us, I, I started coaching at Glenbrook North, and you were a sophomore at the time, and I remember we had, we had practice, we had tryouts about 5.45 in the morning. Didn't know really anybody on the team, and I saw this kid with the tank top. It was, it was, I think, 25 degrees out. There was snow on the ground. He's wearing, like, Bermuda shorts and a tank top, and I'm thinking to myself, who in the heck is this guy? And I've, I've, I've watching him hit, and I can see the talent right there. Um, obviously, introduced myself to you. We started a, uh, a, a three-year relationship with you being a student uh, on, on the court at GBN, and we've continued our, our relationship and friendship, and, and it's been awesome. Um, that was the beginning of an unbelievable high school career. You would actually play varsity your freshman year, but um, sophomore, junior, and senior, you and you and your partner David Zakodin had a heck of a high school career. Let me um, let me hear some of your favorite moments that you had when you were playing high school at GBN. Um, I would say some of my favorite moments definitely came that senior year. Uh, me and David had a contest to be every in the state. Um, we uh, I would say matching in Steerfield. Right, I would uh, echo those thoughts as well. And just um, seeing the progress that you and David had your sophomore year, you, you did you you won uh, two rounds in front draw state, a couple in the back. Your junior year, you got to the quarters at state, and then we all know the senior year was a special, special year with you and David. Um, it, it was really, really pretty special just as a, as a coach, um, watching you guys grow from sophomore to, to senior year. So it was, I knew I was lucky that I had both you guys on the team to coach. You guys were, had a heck, heck of a high school career. So at the next level, you decided to, uh, obviously you were recruited by a number of schools and you decided to initially go play collegiate tennis at a good D3 school, University of Wisconsin Whitewater. Yet after your first year, you decided to, to transfer to Colorado State and not play tennis. Was, was this something where college tennis was really no longer on your list of priorities and you wanted to go to a bigger school? Or what really led you to make this change? Well, yeah, I kind of started feeling like at the college level, tennis had become a, a very time-consuming uh, time thing in my life. It was definitely the biggest main thing in my life. I had to go to practice, I had to attend study hours late at night. So I was always like 
not where I wanted to be at the right time. So it's kind of taking up way too much of my time, taking up uh, time that I wanted to spend doing other things. I was, my priorities changed. I wanted to meet new people. I wanted to try new things. And it just kind of, I guess, ended up not being for me. Uh, I do like the University of Wisconsin Whitewater. I had a good time there. It was, I met a lot of good people there. I had a good time with the team for the time that it lasted. Places. Some good matches, but it wasn't for me. And I wanted to go to Colorado State originally out of high school, and they did not have a men's tennis team, so I wanted to try playing tennis. And unfortunately, that didn't work out for me, but after one year when I realized that I wasn't playing tennis, I decided that I would like to go to Colorado State and be where I wanted to be at primarily. Yeah, I, look, we all respect that decision. You tried it. Um, you gave it. You gave it a hundred percent. Realize, you know what? At this time in your life, it wasn't really for you, and you wanted to, to experience other things. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. So we we all respect we respect your decision, and we know you're you're really happy with where you're at at Colorado State, right? Definitely, definitely. Yeah, I think it's the right place for me, and uh, I still love the sport a hundred percent. Like I love playing it. I play it fun. Recreationally, I played with some old buddies that we used to play with, so I keep playing. I haven't really lost too much touch, like I can still hit the ball real well, so... <laughs> I enjoy being out there, for sure. Yeah, we, I, we're going to kind of lead into that. You know, as, as obviously an extremely accomplished high school tennis player, and in my opinion, you had the best hands for doubles that I have seen in, in my coaching career at the high school level. Is there any part of you that misses not being on a team and, and not competing on the court, or you've kind of moved on from that? Oh, 100%. That competitive aspect of my life has uh, left the void. But, um... I, I find things to deal with. I, I've always been competitive, so now that I'm there, I believe it or not, I've taken up skiing in Colorado. Skiing, right? Here. Skiing. So that's kind of become the new, the new obsession in my life that I just put a lot of my energy into, into training, into improving. So I find, I find ways to keep myself competitive and keep myself. Being better. Got it. Yeah, definitely need something to fill that void. That's great. I know you are uh, really into the skiing stuff. We see the pictures on Facebook and everything, so that that's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know a little bit about our current team, and we have a kid on our team that just finished his freshman year. And I know you haven't met him, but both myself and plenty of others have have told you that he plays like you. And I'm not going to let this kid's head get too big yet. He's got a lot to do to accomplish what you did. But I swear to you, Miguel, he plays just like you. I mean, that he's got great hands, great touch, same type of, some type of attitude, similar type of attitude on the court. It's it's really something to see. For for a young kid, and, and obviously you were at that stage too. You were playing varsity as a freshman, and so was this kid. To the young kids on our team. What type of things can you pass on to them? What advice would you give them as, as they grow and continue on their high school career and possibly at the collegiate level? I would say that being part, my biggest thing about being part of the GBN team is that being part of the team was so much bigger than myself. There was, I wasn't playing for, uh, for all my teammates, so it wasn't only that. Like, I loved Northbrook, I loved my community, so I was playing for all my friends, all my friends were they turn in for their own respective sports, for the cross team, for the football teams, the baseball teams. They're trying to win championships. They're trying to bring straight championships. We're playing for all of them. We're playing for all. The parents are coming to see us. So 
there's way a part something way bigger than myself. There's part of a big community that I like being a part of. So think about GBN. Think about what this means to you. Think about how hard how hard everyone around you is training. How if you want it more than like if you really want it, you gotta work harder than everyone else. That's what me and David really put to heart. That senior year, we were so focused, we were zoned in every day of practice. We were not messing around, like, there was game time. And we really made it happen, like, we really, we, we probably went it was worth it, and I had a great, great time that last year, just so focused, so zoned in. And the more, yeah, the more you put into it, the more, the more it's going to get out, so... Well, I will make sure, <laughs> I will thank you for that, I'll make sure the, the, the kids on our team listen to this advice, and when they do hear it, hope they, they take it to heart. Um, anything else you want to really kind of discuss before we kind of wrap it up and conclude? Into relation to tennis or anything, where you're at in life, anything you want to add before we kind of wrap it up, because I have some concluding remarks, but... Um, anything? It's 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 your podcast, man. Anything we didn't cover? <laughs> I'd say like yeah, I love tennis. Like it's incredibly rewarding thing in my life. I wouldn't change it for anything in the world. The way that I grew up, the way tennis kind of made me into the not kind of tennis made me into the person I am today. Being a lone warrior out there on the court, singles, and then with your partner out there in doubles, it really gives you a certain strength, personal strength, that you very tough to find otherwise. So I love tennis. I'm very thankful for what it did for me and uh, had many, many, many great years on the tour and the junior tour here in Venezuela and Korea. So it was, it was a great time. Like I, I enjoyed every second of it for sure. Got it. And I still enjoy watching it. I still enjoy it. I hope my, you know, if I have kids, I hope they play it like, yeah, we're gonna. I was gonna talk about that. Promise me right now on the record, if you have a boy and David has a boy, they're, you're gonna be living in Northbrook, and I'm gonna be coaching them, and you guys are gonna be standing, you know, in the back watching, right? Exactly, right? <laughs> that would be so so funny. Um, well, thank you for spending the time. I know you're college kid, busy, have a lot of stuff going on. I just wanted to to thank you. Um, and David and the rest of the guys on that team because we, we when I started your sophomore year we had a young team and we were talented and you and David kind of led the way with that team and you accepted me from day one and, and the coolest part about coaching is yeah you get awesome relationships with kids and their families but the friendships continue just beyond the court and that's proven by the number of kids that I've stayed in touch with and obviously you and I have had a really good friendship it's been a few years now so thank you um, yeah it's it's been a it was a, a heck of a ride on the court and I so look forward to continuing our friendship and seeing what's in store for you uh, in the future because you're going to do good things, man. So I appreciate it, and I, I wish you the best of luck in the future. Yeah, thank you, Dave. It was, uh, it was great being talking to you a little bit, and uh, always good to talk to you. good. And you almost had that, you almost had that t, uh, TFO Fed upset. You almost had that one, buddy. I called it. Yeah, tell everyone you forgot to tell people on the blog. You did. <laughs> Miguel did I was at work and Miguel texted me and he said TFO is gonna be fed and he almost did. So so good call, man. Friends of TFO, 
TFO. He's going to be number one. Slam winner, multiple slam winner, you're calling? All right. Before before any more nonsense gets uh, spewed out of Miguel's mouth, we're gonna we're gonna wrap this up. Thank you very very much, Miguel. We'll talk soon. All right, Dave. Thanks for having me. We'll see you later. Thanks. That was Miguel. Serious, talented. Seriously, a talented, talented kid. It was it was great coaching him, and um, had a lot a lot of good memories with with him and his his teams at at Glenbrook North. So. Thank you guys for listening. I hope you enjoyed that, and we will have an, another podcast upcoming soon. Thanks.